It's Walk the Line, and I say, yeah, peace. Okay, everybody, welcome to Walk the Line, episode 10. My name is Dan Cryer, and with me, as always, is my very good friend, Ryan Smith. Ryan, say hola to everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome back, as he said, for episode 10 of Walk the Line. This week, we will be discussing week 11 lines of college football, and the lines for NFL Week 10. But first, I'm going to have Dan give us a quick recap of last week and how we did. And then we'll talk a little bit about the nice beatdown of Michigan that we witnessed and uh, get into this week's goods. Yeah, it was a trouncing. It was an amazing trouncing by the Michigan State defense. And we're going to get into the reasons why. Was it because we are so good, which we are so good at defense? Or is the Big Ten just like a little down besides Ohio State? Um, but uh, yeah, like Ryan just mentioned, we have some Week 10 NCAA picks to go over. And um, I was kind of enjoying the pity party we were having. And this week we get to have a half a pity party. I mean, like we did well in NCAA football, not so well in NFL. Like w- what were your thoughts after the weekend? It's just been a long year for both of us, it seemed like. Uh, as you mentioned, NCAA went okay last week. We were both texting throughout the day, and I, I thought we were pretty correct on a lot of things, and what we were confident on ended up happening. I don't think any of us predicted Michigan State winning None by of that. Us. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, then let's jump right into it because Michigan State was favored by six and it jumped around a lot. I mean, it started at three and a half, went to four and a half. Michigan State was favored by six points. The over under was 46 and a half. So Max King phoned in and the three of us, all of us, I can just tell you, I picked 20 to 16 Michigan State, Ryan picked 22 19, and Max picked 20 to 13. So Max did have Michigan State covering with the with the under. So Max is the big winner. And, um, but, uh, as far as you and I are concerned, we were right about the under. I mean, but uh, boy, it was it was six to six, and Michigan State scored a touchdown to end the half. And then the second half, there was there were already plenty of sacks in the first half. But what do you think of that second half performance by our defense? Man, it was it was just a cold and rainy day, and so it wasn't really great for offense. But I thought our offense actually looked pretty good. Michigan had the two big plays in the first half where we just had corners that never even looked for the ball. And then, you know, our, our defense just kind of stepped up when it needed to. Michigan got a field goal on the first drive, and three points the rest of the game is pretty impressive. They average about 37 points a game or something like that. Yeah, Michigan State scored three points in the third quarter and then 13 off of two touchdowns with a blocked field goal, uh, extra point. So it was oh. it was 16 points total in the second half, making it from 13 to 6 at halftime to 29 to 6. And, I mean, I, I, I re-watched the game this week and enjoyed it so much. And, um, I you know, there really was wasn't any luck involved. Michigan just kept getting smashed by us. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was going to ask you, do you think it was one of those things where we picked that score just because we're so close to Michigan State that we can't even see it? You know, because we've been kind of holding our breath on this team this year. We haven't looked great, but we've Played, we played great. Three consecutive games with, I mean, Purdue was fourteen to nothing. There's no touchdowns. Illinois forty-two to three, no touchdowns. Last week twenty-nine six, no touchdowns. Yeah, so as bad as this year's seemed, you know, we look around, we're eight and one, and. 
Yep. And they, there were points. Michigan intercepted Connor Cook, which I, you know, I'm not a play caller and critique right now, but I'm going to grumble and say, I don't think we should have been throwing the ball when we did give up a pick. But, you know, our defense just, it was like negative play, negative play, negative play. We didn't even let Michigan sniff the red zone, really, in that no, game uh, to the end. And they kind of just threw that pick and Denard picked uh, Devin Gardner. I mean, wow. It just, it almost looked like they just gave up, kind of. We had the punt that pinned them down inside the three. And they were perfectly okay running three plays, punting it back. And we were okay at that point. It was still, I think it was 16-6 at that point. And we were okay just keep pinning them down there and... It it looked it was fun to watch definitely as a Michigan State fan. Yeah, and I mean I'm just looking back even to m- months ago thinking about this season we were we were saying boy wouldn't it be something if they were seven and one to, to the, get into the Michigan game and then that was the peak performance thus far this season. Yeah, and then Nebraska losing at Minnesota yeah helps people they should have lost to Northwestern last week we'll talk yeah, about we that are, yep. later and they are at Michigan this weekend so we turn right around and Michigan State fans will be cheering for Michigan this weekend very funny I know it's it's an enviable position to be in because an 8-1 and one team there's three games left for Michigan State they have after this bye week they have at Nebraska at Northwestern home against Minnesota and all three of those teams are especially Minnesota is overperforming but I mean worst case scenario you lose all three you're still 8-4 and four and going to a pretty good bowl but yeah. I'm not expecting us to lose all three of those games. I would hope not. I think your defense carries you to at least one win the yeah. rest of the way out and you're nine and three Boy, at they're the staring at something like a Capital One Bowl minimum or an Outback Bowl, you know, and then best case scenario they get to the 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 Big Ten Championship game, which I do want to ask you about in a second, but let's get to the rest of our picks, okay? And this is the game that I feel happiest about because I, I mentioned last <laughs> week I'm gonna go hard on Florida State, Alabama and um and, and it was time for you to be happy about yeah, the pick. <laughs> and Oregon, which you know we're here on a Thursday. We're gonna see what Oregon does uh tonight and but uh, um, uh, as far as discussing what's up, uh, what happened last week, Miami-Florida went into Florida State. It was 22-point favorites for the Seminoles. Over-under was 61. The final score was 41-14. So they Jeez. they won by 27. They uh, they look great. And, and not, it's not just Jameis Winston. That There's a guy like Devontae yeah. Williams or something like that. I mean, that they were nice. It was just Florida State has what it takes, and they look great. So I was just simply going off the fact that Miami was the number seven team in the country. And anytime the number number 17 in the country is getting 22 points that just seems yeah. obvious right to me, and but. ryan picked 30 35 17 and i had 45 10 so yeah good job yeah yep yep and and the thing is i mean florida state or miami florida barely beat wake forest wake forest went to syracuse yeah. last week and lost 13 nothing so acc is not that strong i mean florida state's the cream of the crop they've already tr- just trounced clemson so boy they're looking at an orange bowl pretty hardcore and if they don't make it to the national title game man so. we've said it every week what a year it would have been to have the first playoff <sighs> the four with awesome. ohio state oregon and then florida state and alabama i mean wow man that's some good yep. football right there now here's another game where we were both correct barely that it was georgia at florida in the outdoor cocktail party and uh, the halftime score was 23 to 3 and then uh, i think georgia just said who cares and the final score was 23 30 23 they covered by a half point so i had said 20 27-14. Ryan said 27-21. So kudos to both of us. We knew that Georgia was going to be winning that. And, you know, not a pretty game. Yeah, sorry for going. No, it's I just, okay. I think we both just knew Florida was worse There's something than Georgia yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good season. They don't no, have their quarterback. They've, they've looked awful. Now, Northwestern went into Nebraska as seven-point underdogs, and the over-under was 58.5. And I said 27-17 Nebraska. Ryan said 34-24 Nebraska. Frankly, Nebraska should have lost 10 different ways. But there's Northwestern season for you. They lost their fifth straight on a Hail Mary 
Mary. They lost 27-24, so it wasn't like Nebraska was going to cover anyway, so I completely was wrong about that one. Yeah, the Ohio State game totally destroyed Northwestern season. Last weekend looked like well, a, a yeah. weekend they could kind of turn around and maybe salvage something and... Uh, what was it? A forty-four yard hail mary at the end yeah, of the he game. Yeah, he just chucked Nebraska it. Wins. Just, that'll just deflate you even more if yeah. they weren't already. And it was one of those hail marys that you hate to see if, as the losing team. It was one of those like when you skip a rock off water. I mean, it hit the pack and then flipped to the guy who was kind of wide open in the end zone. That's how it was here at Michigan State, Wisconsin, uh-huh. two years yep. ago. Yep. So okay, so uh, uh, kudos to no one on that one. Now <laughs> Ryan gets me on Fair this enough. one because he it was Wisconsin minus nine and a half at Iowa, and I really thought Iowa was going to show up, and they did. It was fourteen to nine for most of the second half, and Iowa was getting. Nine and a half points, um, and uh, I had said that the game was going to stay under. So I said twenty-seven twenty Wisconsin, but with Iowa cover, Ryan said it was going to go over thirty-five twenty-four. Final score was twenty-eight nine, and man, I was just kind of mad at the end because I said, "Boy, Wisconsin's just tacking on touchdowns. Just stop." Wisconsin looks like a team that is going to quietly go ten and two. I was talking to you earlier mm-hmm. today, and we looked up their record. It totally, we've yep. heard nothing about Wisconsin yep, so far. They're this six year, and two, and and we'll, we'll talk about their game because they have an, an out of conference game where they host the BYU. BYU Cougars this week, which is an interesting, weird not November game. Yeah, especially for a Big Ten teams. SEC teams have those later in the season uh, non-conference games, but not, not usually in the Big Ten. I know. So, so and, and I guess it's cool. It mixes it up a little bit. Okay, here's me now getting back to Illinois, who I, I am horrible. They're my team. I'm from Champaign, Illinois. And uh, I was wrong again. I thought Penn State would blow them out. And, and Penn State started 7 nothing, but the Illini came back, took a lead 17-14, and I kind of was like, well, this stinks because they're going to lose and not cover the 10 points. And that's what happened because Penn State got the extra point. And Ryan didn't even make a can score. We, yeah, can we play the sound clip? Ryan just like, week? I will take Illinois plus 10. I'm like, what? Why, dude? I had 44-10 Penn State. The, the bottom line is it went to overtime, 17-all. Uh, Penn State scored on one pass. Illinois threw one pass, got intercepted. And I turned the TV off, and I was up in the press box, so I just walked away, and they're like, sorry, Cryer. Like, I don't, sorry that they didn't they didn't lose worse. It's funny. It's funny what this does. So, um, And then the last game, which we just were all over, we didn't. We said Minnesota's getting nine points at Indiana. Why? Man, that Literally, was too obvious. That was like triple your real estate house. I mean, they ended up winning 42-39, and they said... I read like the recap. It said there was a fumble at the end, but they were getting nine points. I mean, now Minnesota's seven two, and we're going to get into Indiana's an, another big favorite at home this week against the, uh, Illinois. So that's going to screw me up again. So <laughs> we'll we'll see. But so all in all, I did the math. We're both four for seven. So I'd like to just give myself and Ryan, please. Can, Finally, we're over five hundred. What happened? Oh my gosh! I love it. What? Oh, I think I've ruined walk the line by being too correct for that. Okay, so let's restore walk the line, Ryan. And get into the NFL. And I just want to know, like, can we call it like, the WTNFL or something? There's an F in there. I mean, what is happening in football, dude? What is happening? I mean, the Jets are on their every other week schedule. What is going they look, on? They look awful. And then they beat the Saints. They're 5-4. and, and no four. Way, There's no way to predict it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, we were both correct because, thank goodness, and I like the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are going to give you a low-scoring game, and they're just going to—the over-under at the time was 40.5. The final score was 23-13. They they were down in the game, but they had a 100-yard interception return. They had a fumble return for touchdown. That's how teams are good that win. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are good. They were three-point favorites at Buffalo. The crowd was into it. They had like their ninth-string quarterback in the Bills. It didn't matter but because they were playing really well. Kansas City was just better. They won the game. They covered. So Ryan and I both got that right. As he just mentioned, the New York Jets, like— 
the enigmatic New York Jets. They just they got beat 49-9 to Cincinnati two weeks ago. The week before that, they beat the Patriots. So yeah, we should play this like a tennis court because Seriously. they're yeah they're six That's point dogs. And uh, I'm gonna get some dog. I'm like no way that they beat the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are awesome. The Saints were six and one. Knowledge. Saints got beat 26-20. So so there's your six points. It just went the wrong direction. So I had said 38-17. Ryan said 34-17. We were just completely wrong. So thank you. NFL. Now, this one I like to. I was thinking about speaking about this for a, a little bit here. San Diego was minus one at Washington. Ryan and I both agreed 28 24. And I'm going to tell you, everybody listening, this it was 24 21. Philip Rivers got the ball with a buck 30 on the clock and went all the way down 24. And we, we both said 28 24. He scored a touchdown that should have counted, correct? No, Danny Woodhead ran to the corner and he actually dove and it, it looked like he hit the pylon with the football. Mm-hmm. But they, I was watching it on mute because I was in the, mm-hmm. the press room or whatever mm-hmm. they call it, and they must have called that his knee knocked the ball out of his hand into the pylon. So then it was just second and goal, and then they they, had, yeah. they ran two terrible play or sorry, just one more terrible uh-huh. play to the corner of the end zone and had to settle for a field goal. Right. So it went. So it should have been twenty eight twenty four, and we should have been right. But it went overtime, and Washington scored, and blah blah blah. So Washington's now three and five in the year, or something like that. And man, I would, just bummed I, me out. I wish I would have paid more attention to it though, because I would like to hear what the media was saying about the call there at the yeah. goal line. I, I didn't hear. I kind anything, of just but... hate both teams so much that I was just angry that we were wrong. So now here's another enigmatic team in the in the way that Dallas Cowboys. I mean, maybe they were feeling a little bad about losing to Detroit the way they did or whatever. They just slept walk through the game and then Tony they Romo lost. Yeah, they should have lost and Tony Romo put them on a drive to end they, they ended up beating Minnesota I think that might have been 27-24 something in that range yeah Des Bryant had a great catch to bring them down the field yeah on the last so I said 35-10 Dallas that Dallas was minus 10 and a half Ryan said 27-16 but boy Minnesota was lo- winning the whole game so and Minnesota's tough at home well, that, well that was in Dallas. Oh, that was yeah, in Dallas. That's what I'm saying. Jerry, so Jerry's house. And then so and then so basically Ryan and I keep running to the wrong side of the tennis court or the volleyball court here because now we get to Pittsburgh and New England. We're like, well, New England never covers. And New England, you've complained They've about been New scoring England's. thirteen points. Right. Steelers can't I think, score. I look at the score. Mm-hmm. It was, seemed like seventy to fifty. It, it was, was fifty five thirty one. New England kept pouring it on. In I mean, we head, both. Though, I said twenty four twenty one. Um, uh, New England and Ryan said nineteen thirteen. So uh, just it they ended up blowing them out, and we just looked dumb. So now and then the last one, I really don't feel bad. Green Bay was minus ten and a half. We both I picked Green Bay to cover. So did Ryan by thirteen. When you lose Aaron Rodgers on the first drive, that's pretty tough. And the Bears held on and won by seven twenty seven twenty. So commendable effort by the Bears. Yeah. I'm- Good job, good job, Bears. I guess. So just to just to sum up, that's one for six for both of us. So we're, let's can we please apply? We're back to walk the line now. Okay, walk we're back. Thank status. you. We're back to sixteen percent correct. So yeah. we always say just uh, listen to the opposite of what we do. And and just to re-explain, you know, people said we're a predictive analysis show. That's what ESPN uh, told us when we Ryan and I both spoke with ESPN on Monday. But uh, we call this a statistically based analytical sports prognostication show. So uh, I'm going to go with that, and I, I'm liking the way that people, you know, I, I had to call. Uh, AT&T to get uh, some some help with my phone. I'm on the phone. The guy's telling me I'm from Oklahoma. He's like, we're getting 16 points. I mean, this Everyone's is common knowledge. Yeah. This is good. So I'm feeling good. That's why I really enjoy doing the show. So Ryan, why don't you start by introducing the game of the week for week 11 in NCAA college football. It's going to happen on November 9th here in 2013. LSU is 7-2. and two. They're traveling to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama, who is 8-0. Oh. Alabama's at home getting 12.5 points. 
they're, they're favored. By yeah, they're giving it up. Mm-hmm. They're giving 12 and a half. 55 on the over-under. It seems like this has been the game of the year for four or five years. Yeah. Now, last year it was the Texas A&M game, but yeah. definitely two teams that have been national powerhouses for as, as long as I can remember here recently. Yep. Now, when I looked at LSU's two losses, you can the common opponent here is the Mississippi the Ole Miss Rebels because then LSU had to go into Ole Miss and it was Ole Miss was winning the whole game LSU tied it up and I think uh, Ole Miss won twenty seven twenty four yeah Alabama destroyed them twenty five nothing in dominating fashion just too. didn't I, even let them breathe air yeah I, th- uh, I don't even think Ole Miss got across midfield the yeah. second half it just wasn't pretty so right there I'm going whoa and then LSU lost forty four to forty one back a few a weeks ago in that really great shootout against Georgia when Georgia used to be good now I think Georgia's up to about five and four on the season or something like that or five and three but LSU is always going to be a formidable foe it's it's these are two teams that go head to head but remember that national championship game it was twenty one nothing a couple years ago for Alabama. And I'm expecting just the same kind of thing. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the game's going to stay under 55. I love under in this one. Yeah, I mean, I I just think I'm going to go with Alabama, uh, 27 to to 12 in this game is wow. what I'm going to go. So it's gonna it's gonna they're going to cover and it's going to stay under 40 even. So I'm going to go with 27 12 in this one. Well, other than the Texas A&M game, if you take that out of Alabama's schedule, Bama's averaging giving up just over five points a game. Wow, that's that's wow. pretty incredible. So I do like the game to go under. Mm-hmm. LSU has the running back Hill. What's his? First? It's like Jeremy Hill or sure. something like that. He's he's the best running back in the SEC or the second best or mm-hmm. something like that. But uh, man, Bama, I think they're the team to beat this year. And yeah. until they see, hopefully, Florida State or Oregon in that national championship yep. game, I I like them to win out. Yeah. So I do like them to win this game and stay under. Mm-hmm. This is a tough call. I, I don't like a lot of numbers I've seen uh-huh. have LSU getting over 20. I I just don't see them scoring that many points. Uh-huh. I like the game to be, you know, 27 13 or something like okay, that. Okay, so we're right in the same area on this one. All right, and we both have them covering. I mean, what was your final score? Twenty-seven, twelve. Okay. See, they're going to go for. I always remember my my whole thing about the other team, a team going for two at the end and not making yeah. it. That's what I looked at. And um, the thing about Alabama is they just don't seem to have any weaknesses, and they seem like a pro team, better than many pro teams that are out there. I mean, they could beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I mean, that defense is the real deal. It's SEC football, though. Anything can happen. I, I like Bama being at home. LSU's two losses are on the road, aren't they? Uh, yes, so, exactly. So we'll see how they respond. It's always a good crowd. It's going to be a rambunctious crowd at 8 p.m. start, you know, in, in, in Tuscaloosa, like you said. Yeah, and, and 12 and a half is a lot of points. Maybe LSU scores a touchdown at the end to cut it to 10. Like, they could be down 17 the whole game. So... Aside from the twelve and a half, I think it sounds like we both just like the under in this. I one. I do. Well, I mean, I'm gonna just ride Alabama's point spreads for the rest of the year until they prove me wrong. I mean, I'm I'm going back to the Notre Dame national championship game. Alabama has looked like, like eight and a, a half Mack <laughs> truck. Just unstoppable. All right, second game of the week. This is very important to the people here at Michigan State University. And by the way, we should mention we're we're, we're here with Impact Sports at Impact 89 FM. And um, Nebraska Cornhuskers, who we said just beat Northwestern, a team they should have dominated. They beat them on a Hail Mary by three points. They're going into Ann Arbor to face the Michigan Wolverines. And Michigan is minus seven. The over-under is 57.5. So these are some tough – that's a tough spread looking at that. Um, And I'm going to get Ryan's opinion on it. But I will mention that – if 
if like he said, people here might be cheering for Michigan to win because if they if Michigan Wolverines can put a loss in the loss column for Nebraska, that's looking really good for Michigan State to win their side of the uh, leader legends or whatever. Legends, they're in. yeah. Okay, yeah. Like you like you mentioned, huge game this weekend. The losers pretty much all but eliminated from the legends race because if Nebraska loses, they have. Three, no, they would just have two losses, correct? Yeah. And then they could even beat Michigan State, and Michigan State would still Right, Michigan have State's 5-0, and, and, and if, if Michigan State goes into, into Lincoln and loses, that's just one loss, and then right. you know, Michigan State can win the, the next two and get to the Big Ten Championship so game. So if Nebraska loses, that really hurts them, and if Michigan loses, they're at three losses, mm-hmm. and that would de- they're definitely done at that point. I don't see them catching either Nebraska or Michigan State. So yeah. big game for both these teams. That's why I don't like minus seven. Okay. That just seems like too much. It'll be a close game, I, I would yeah. think. I like Michigan to win it, though. Okay, They're at home in the big house. They have not. They're 19-0 and under Brady Hoke at home. Wow, so that that's a good stat, and that I, is a good stat. I, I do see that continuing on. Okay, B- big house is a tough place to play, and we've kind of mentioned all year. There's not a team in the Big Ten. Even Ohio State hasn't wowed me, or I don't think anyone else yet. Yeah. And Nebraska has underperformed. I think they were yeah. expected to be kind of a top ten team all year. Haven't shown it. They've struggled at home on the road. Just kind of. A, yeah, the around. Minnesota game is the weird one because you're. I'm, I'm wondering, Minnesota are they underrated at seven and two because they have the win at Northwestern and then they beat Nebraska when Nebraska came in on a win streak. So is it is it that the Big Ten is just bad or is, are their teams overperforming? I don't. I'm just is there confused. Just parody or yeah. I, I don't know how it is. I've written down here in my notes too. Mm-hmm. Nebraska has not played. They played their first seven games at home, and one they've only played two road games, and one was at um, Purdue. So does that even really count? I mean, they just destroyed Purdue. Exactly. So this is really their first road test because they were tested at Minnesota and lost. Yeah. So I don't if if they struggled in Minnesota, I think the big house is is uh that's that's the pros right there. All right. For, in the Big Ten. Okay, so shoot me a score for this one. You got a uh, Michigan minus seven with an over under of fifty seven and a half. Thirty one twenty seven Michigan. Okay, so he's got it going over. Yeah, both these teams like to score points. How does Michigan respond after a beatdown last week? They've lost two of three now, so it's definitely time for them to get a win. And like I mentioned, both teams score about 37, 38 points a game, so I believe the 31-27 gets it over if my math is correct. Yep, you're at 58, exactly. Now, I like it to go over like a madman, too. I I think that... Um, you know the way Michigan gave up points to Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State really doesn't have the greatest offense in the world, but there were there were holes there. I mean, there were passes that Connor Cook made. There were passes that Connor Cook missed. So I I'm gonna go like this. You know how what happens in NCAA basketball tournament when a team barely wins and then goes on to the next game, then they whoop the team. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that theory on okay. this one and saying that Nebraska is gonna go in and put up like 34 points and win 34-30 in the big house and and really that's gonna set up a huge game between Michigan State and uh, Nebraska next week. So I and I think I'm I'm very under. I'm I'm unimpressed with Michigan. I do want to say I'm unimpressed with both teams. Yeah, and now I'm going to give myself a little street cred. I work I work for Athletic Communications. I was in the press conference for Brady Hoke and the Michigan players. Those guys gave absolutely no credit to Michigan State for what happened. They kept saying, "Oh, we didn't execute. We didn't do this right." 
dude, they didn't do anything right because they weren't allowed to by us. And and <laughs> and it just we looked like Michigan State beat them up. So I'm looking at a beat up Michigan team here fa- facing Nebraska. But because of that beat up, you don't think they just go settle in at home and start to feel? I good think about they're beat up. Yeah. I think okay. they're going to still be That's aching fair, right? and breaking. So I mean, I just I th- I think Michigan State really put it on them, and and Nebraska's got a great chance here because Nebraska knows they need to win. And I'm going to do something different on walk the line. I want to know Ryan because the the lines don't come out till the you know the day or two after so even irregardless of what happens to nebraska i mean let's say that the team stays healthy what do you think the michigan state will michigan state be favored in nebraska you you think we'll be dogs really definitely because i I think we're going to be three-point favorites in nebraska wow yeah we'll see because it's such a great game they usually just give the three points to the the home home team yeah it depends on what happens saturday If, if nebraska loses maybe that's the case okay Interesting. I just I, wanted to put that out there. I don't, to see. I don't want to be favored as a Michigan State fan. <laughs> I know. There. Just don't even. That's do funny. It. Well, I mean, hey, with the way our defense is, I mean, I might start thinking about taking Michigan State. I really mm-hmm. have taken them so rarely this season, but I, of course, I don't want to jinx them. So, yeah, you know, I got <laughs> to just stay, just, stay away. Just stay myself. Just be crier. <laughs> okay, so here's that weird in, interconference game that we were talking about. It's the BYU, and it's not even interconference because BYU is technically an independent team this year, so they can do what they want. Where are they headed after this? You know, <laughs> the American, uh, American coastally mountain east. east. Yeah, they're into the east coast. We're from Utah, people, with with Missouri in the SEC West. Yeah. Anyway, but no, Missouri's in the SEC East. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Ugh, God. Uh, so BYU is pretty good. Do you, do you know their record in the season? Six and two. Six and two. And what, are you sure they're not in a conference here? It has they're five and three in conference. Play, I'm pretty sure they're an independent. Okay. I mean, I'm, I, does it matter really? No. But no. Wisconsin's minus seven and a half. This is a real test. I I'm liking Wisconsin Definitely. just in general, and I'm liking the way that Wisconsin th- uh, thumped um, uh, what do you call it last week Iowa, and I've seen what BYU because BYU beat uh, Boise State at home, so BYU can be good. So th- this 55 and a half seems a, a pretty good. You know, I'm, I, it could be a game right in that uh, you know 28 24 range that just stays under something like that, or 30 to 27. I don't know, but but really, I'm, I'm I think I'm just gonna go Wisconsin wins 30. 31-20 in this one, right. and it stays That's under. That's funny, because I'm going 34-20 just on basic principle. I know zero about BYU. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's look good, and they're looking to surprise, surprise some people. They're only 24th in the standings, but they've had a couple nice games they're this good, year. They're a good team. They don't play. This is kind of a hump game for them, because we were looking at their schedule earlier. Mm-hmm. If they can get over this and get to 7-2, and two, they play Indiana, Penn State, and Minnesota, correct? Yep. So they're, they're looking win, to win, win. 10 and 2 really and all those games are at home I yeah. think too. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win. And and the tough thing is they're stuck with the Ohio State. And did they play Ohio State this year? I don't even know. Yeah, you have to. You play everyone in your so division. so. They obviously have lost Ohio right. State. Wisconsin did. Right. See, I it's, I'm blanking out on. I just don't like those teams. No. Blah. All right. Well, we both like Wisconsin to cover, and I'm gonna remember that for Saturday. That one I'm not changing my mind about because Wisconsin looks like. What a do tough you like more, the over or the spread? Uh, the spread way okay. more because I, I I kept it under. I you know you have we, it's fifty four five and a half. You have it at fifty four. I have it at fifty one. I mean Wisconsin. I have I have it under. I'm that I'm going to switch. I'd, I'd like to get that game over. You want me to give yeah. you three for both teams, 37-23 or something like that? What do you want? Just give me give me 35-24. Okay, good. You like that score? You used that do last I? week. Yeah, you got Did that. I? Yep, yep, yep. For who? Uh, I think that you had it for the. Uh, let's go into NCAA. Oh, uh, it's not a big deal if you don't. No, have this it is up. enormous. <laughs> I need to know now. So I like the score because I had it one time. Last yeah, you week. like it. 
Uh, you said for uh, yeah Wisconsin. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, against Iowa. Okay, I knew there was something in to that. Okay, so back right, to fair enough. Fair back enough. <laughs> back to the grill again. I'm gonna skip the Penn State Minnesota. I don't care because no one cares. Blech, just blech. even if you Minnesota cares. Yeah, well, I quickly will say Minnesota's yeah. gonna cover the two yeah. and a half. Okay, so I'm with next, you on that. yeah, okay. So men, men. We'll just say men, men, men. We don't, we don't even need a score. No. For those of you listening at home, take Minnesota minus two. Now and a half. Illinois is it's down to nine now. But Illinois, Indiana was minus 10 against Illinois. The over under 76 and a half. That just seems like a crazy over. I mean, I know Indiana just, they go up and down. Yeah, and so does Illinois. Yeah, so I'm going to just say I like Illinois plus 10 for this week. So I'm, that's another one. I'm just taking the spread. And I'm, I'm not taking gonna... Illinois plus 7 as well. Why do we keep agreeing? Uh, it's no fun. How am I supposed to to, to talk dominate smack? me? I How know. Am I supposed seriously. to talk smack to you next week. Well, I know. Seriously. Here. Well, we'll see. Maybe this is the week where we're just awesomely good and win everything, and then we, uh, we have I, to shut down, walk the line for being correct. <laughs> I hope you're not holding your breath. On yeah, but that we have one. the dogs. Okay. Finally, I just have to mention Florida State is minus 35 <laughs> this is at crazy. Wake Forest. It's just funny because we've seen Florida State against NC State go up 35 nothing and then pull pull off the dollars. That's dogs. what I was going to mention. And so the, this is the one I probably will stay away from, but maybe I'll put a little on Florida State because it's the fact that they can do no wrong. They, they might go in and win 66-10 to 10 if they want. So I'm going to say Florida State, uh, FSU minus 35 in that one just because I'm, I'm, I made a statement I'm going to write. FSU, Oregon, and Alabama over. Over and over again. I'll go 41-10. 41-10? Yeah. Okay. Then I will say 66-10, Florida State. And you're going to go 41-10. I, I just, they're going to score way more than 44 that, or 41 or whatever I said. That you want to go for more? No, I'm, I'm going to leave right. it. But I'm, <laughs> Okay. So I'm going to close off that one. And so we're doing well here. And we're going to get into now NFL. And we're going to roll out. We're going to finish off episode 10 because it's kind of like a breather week for us, you know. With the, It's with, our bye week too. Yeah, you know. So NFL, it's, it's, it's NFL always yeah, it's always here. tough. And I'll just introduce this first one since I got it up. Okay. Since we're in the state of Michigan, let's start with the Detroit Lions minus two and a half on the road in Chicago. Chicago's got Caleb Haney, McGee, McCown no. guy. Who I don't even no, know his they name. Announced Cutler starting today. Cutler's back. Yep, they, and that's why I'm taking the Lions. Because I was going to say, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like we, I, I can't push Lions. the dog button. Yeah, like the Lions, and uh, Lions are coming. They had a bye week last week after their 31-30 miraculous comeback in that last drive by Stafford and company and Megatron's 323 yards or receiving I think he had so the over under is 52 I mean the Lions do like to get up and down but you know the Bears seem like they're going to stay under with stuff so I'm going to go with the the Lions quickly and then I'll hear what Ryan has to say I'm going to say the Lions are going to win this one uh, 24-21 on the road I'm going Lions win 27-26 ooh close one Yeah. so they're not covering no, huh? no covering but the wow. Lions to win alright so the Cutler factor keeps the bears to cover all right interesting yeah i mean it it's the nfl honestly i there's only certain things that you can kind of count on which we're going to get into denver's over soon but another thing that i like here's here's just a great matchup because carolina's defense has really been looking good it's a 4 p.m matchup it's in san francisco the panthers who are really looking good they've been killing teams they beat atlanta 34 10 last week and then san francisco's been playing better and better as the season's gone along San Francisco's minus six. The over-under is only 43 because Carolina next to Kansas City is the best defense in the NFL. And San Francisco's ain't half bad either. Yeah. So, so this game, I mean, just because of the defensive styles here, I'm going to say, and I'll, I'll let Ryan go first on this one because I, I don't want to prime this one. What do, you, what do you got? I like San Fran to win at home mm-hmm. but not necessarily cover the six points. That's a lot. Carolina, I mean, they're not terrible. They've, they've looked terrible certainly at points. 
Uh, I'll go 21-17, San Fran. Cool. All right. I'm glad that he said that because as he was doing that, I typed in my score and I said 20 to 16. Okay. So we both have the under. We both like San Francisco to win. But um, I, I will say, if the way the NFL is looking, if Carolina can go in and win that game somehow, I mean they're they five be- and three right yeah, now. Yeah, they you become a presence. Three definitely. And for but but something's telling me, you know, everybody, even Sports Illustrated, I got the new episode with uh, David Ortiz on the cover. Everybody's still sticking with that Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl, which is fine. I mean, Carolina's not talking Super Bowl anyway, but yeah. if you're looking at a wild card, I mean, I don't know yeah. I don't know who they've played so far. Not really good but, competition, but... But I mean, you get, if you're Carolina, mm-hmm. you get to play Atlanta and Tampa, who are both god-awful. They're terrible. So those are, I'm sure they're at least on their schedule one more time. Yep. So if they could, I mean, usually when you're talking playoffs, you're talking eight or nine wins as a wild card. So yeah. if, you, if you somehow win at San Fran next week... I'm sure they get to play at least Tampa once the, more. I'm sure they have New Atlanta. Orleans. So then you're, mm-hmm. but then you're looking at eight wins already. Uh huh. Yeah, so, they they could be a wild card definitely. Yeah. So just looking at that, this is a big game for them if they can steal one. Yep. And I mean, part of me it, because the defense of Carolina, I'm thinking San Francisco is good enough to win and cover. But really, uh, Carolina's defense is a uh, a good factor. So that's what's going to keep it down. I'm, I'm going to pull up their schedule real quick. Just yeah, sure. I'm talking about and 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 I I do want to say about San Francisco, I could see them. It something's telling me that Kaepernick's going to be the guy in the playoffs when we get it again and he and so then we're going to look at a san francisco versus denver super bowl yeah so even if they lose they go to five and four Mm -hmm. and then new england at home who they've been kind of up and down their record's good but not as good so you mean in carolina they host yeah yeah, okay yeah and then at miami Mm -hmm. who who hasn't been great Mm -hmm. tampa at home they go to new orleans home versus the jets home versus the saints at Atlanta, so definitely some wins there. They get four or five there, probably and easily so, get to get to nine or ten wins. Yeah, so we're looking at Carolina as a possible wild card team. Yeah, and it's commendable. I mean, Cam Newton's doing what he needs to. The running game's working in Carolina, so this is just an intriguing matchup. Finally, the NFL's providing something good. Okay, here's a game: Denver minus seven at San Diego. San Diego, like we talked about, lost in overtime, thirty to twenty-four last week. The over/under is fifty-eight and a half. And if it's one thing I'm going to always take, it's the over. So before I say what I think the spread's going to be. I'd like to get Ryan's opinion on this game. I like Denver to cover the seven. They've, they're the team to beat at this point, and the Chiefs game is next week? I think, yes. It's so, a night game. They moved it to NBC night game, so that's going to be really exciting. KC's going to go into Denver at 9-0. And the over-under in this one is what? 58 and a half. I just wanted to make sure that's I okay. had it written down correctly. Mm-hmm. I like Denver to win this game 42-28. I swear to okay. This is great. This is great. This is great. I, as you were doing, as you were doing that, this is it. I typed in swear, swear, swear. Forty-one twenty-seven. So I'm right exactly with you. That's Which funny. is perfect. This little speaker right here is directly blocking your screen from me. So uh-huh. I promise I no. I promise. That's that's anything. funny. But we both like Denver to get the you know maybe five touchdowns, some field goals, or six touchdowns. They really can, and they pull away at the end of games is when they do it. So halftime, hopefully they'll get it. You know, near that half midpoint, and then boom, they'll just explode into the 60s of all the games i've picked here so far that is definitely the most off the top of the hat one too that's the best part i just came up with this score in my head and that's cool yeah okay this one i i is a terrible terrible game because J- tennessee T- titans i just don't they're not that exciting they're four no. and four in the year but it's jacksonville jacksonville's terrible jacksonville's lost eight games they've looked terrible Tennessee's minus 11.5. I just want to say, I don't care about the over-under. I'm taking Tennessee minus 11.5 because Jacksonville has not shown up this year, and they want to just get moved to London. So I just want to say that. Get the dog button ready. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go. You ready for this? Yep, go for it. I'm not even going plus 11.5. What? 
Jacksonville's getting their first win of the year on the road in Tennessee. I don't know what the wow. score will be. All right, call of the year. Jacksonville's winning that game. Jacks wins. That's all you need to write or know. Okay, and I think Ryan and I might have a, a side little little fun not wager <laughs> between the two of us on that one. We'll see. Ryan's always burnt me in the past. So, okay, I wrote down a couple others. Yeah, uh, let's just quick run them through. Yeah, here. I mean, Dallas is going to New Orleans. New Orleans coming off that 26-20 loss to the Jets, Give but they're the back Saints. home. Give me the yeah, Saints. Yeah, and, and they're going to be angry. Dallas has looked kind of messy. Now, this one I like the over. It's a 54, so more yep. than I like this seven-point spread, I really think it's going to be a high high-scoring affair, like a, like a 34-31 type thing. So I'm going to say that New Orleans will not cover the seven, but they will win. So I'm going to go 34-31 New Orleans in that one. 34-24 New Orleans. All right, 34-24. And you got the over, too. So. Correct. Okay, good. More so than we anything went, else. Yeah, I definitely like the over because yeah. it's going to be a night game. And these these dome games at night, you know, you get those big passes and everybody gets wild. and Rack maybe, up. Maybe a 50-yard kickoff return, stuff like that. Okay, got a couple more because uh, Slim Pickens again, sort of with the NFL, and there's still bye weeks. They really give a lot, you know. They give all these teams buys. So we have Philadelphia, who with the, you know, they have uh, what's his name, Kolb or whatever. What's his name? Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles. That's what I meant. Nick Foles had seven touchdowns last week at Oakland, and for some reason I had Oakland, so that's that's great. But um, uh, Nick Foles got him to 49 points. Green Bay has no quarterback who named Aaron Rodgers. Who cares? I don't know. They lost to the Bears with Caleb Haney, McGee, McCown guy. Whatever, like they brought Orton's yeah, ghost I, back. I don't even know. But I, I think it's different when your starting quarterback gets hurt in the game uh-huh. and the backup comes in. I, he's still a pro quarterback. You got to think the guy yeah. can come in and beat a terrible Philly team. Well, I'm liking Philly because Philly okay. Philly doesn't have Vic, and that's a good thing for Philly. So I'm going to go with Philly going into Green Bay, and when it's a one o'clock game, it's a day game. So Philly's just going to go in there. The overrunner's uh, 47. I, I think that uh, Philly's found something with this quarterback. I think Philly's going to win 31-21. It's going to go over. I'm going Green Bay 24-21. Wow, okay. 24-21 GB. All right, and then the final one on the thing, and the reason I put this is just because the Giants, I mean, it's Giants minus 7 at home against Oakland. This is just pointing to Oakland, who got drubbed by an NFC East team last week. Oakland for all intents and purposes, should go in and get killed by the Giants. Eli should have a field day just like Nick Foles did. So, I mean, I this is where I feel myself going to be wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. I like the Giants to put up 34 points, maybe give up 13. So I'm going to go 34-13 Giants to win that one. I'm refraining I'm refraining from saying the Raiders, how Chris Berman does right here. So okay, yeah, quick, I know what I'll you mean. Quick, uh-huh. I'll quickly say my score. Uh-huh. I like Oakland to cover but not win. Okay. Giants 26-23. 26-23, NYG. Cool. So, and, you know, just to guess, you know, summarize our show for this week, um, you know, we can just gloat over the fact that Michigan State Spartans just destroyed the Michigan Wolverines. It was the biggest win in the series since uh, 1967. Wow, that's a good stat. Yeah, and it, they really, really dominated them. Michigan did not, it wasn't like, oops, Michigan should have caught the ball. It didn't. There was no really chances for Michigan to get into that end zone. Every time Gardner did a, a read option, I I mean, he was just run down by three, four guys. He made some guys. bad reads, though, too. He had a couple times where I thought he should have kept it, mm-hmm. and he ended off to a running back who just got plowed, 
and then a couple times he kept it and just got yeah. it just every time he kept it there were like triangles coming in like arrows pointing into him and when he snuck out three more guys were coming at him so i got a quick question for yeah. you so with the bye this week do you think it's good thing that they that michigan state has a bye this week or a lot of people like momentum i i honestly i'm gonna answer my own question yeah, please. here but i want to hear what you have to say yeah yeah i was just thinking i like the bye a lot of teams uh-huh. get snake bit after a big win like that it's emotional right. tiring now you got two weeks to prepare for what's looking to be the biggest game of the year what do you think well the thing about defense is defense is always going to be there. It's not, so really, I mean, it's not a momentum thing. Our guys are just really good good at defense. And Pat Narduzzi is a really good coach and our scheme, the way we adapt, you remember the Indiana game where he gave up the big play to begin and then Michigan State just kind of blew them out. Yeah, and Michigan kind of did a similar thing. They had a 40-yard pass. uh Uh-huh. And it's just it's something to behold because we the the final rushing stats because of the bad snaps and the sacks Michigan had negative forty eight yards total rushing Jeez. and like under two hundred for the game I mean that's a historically bad that was the the least amount of rushing yards ever I read they the previous was like a minus forty six so that was a historical beatdown there was some bad weather but there was also some pretty good defense out I mean there, yeah. Michigan looked beat up and Michigan State was smiling. And happily muddy, we were good, happy, wet, muddy. So it's a good day. It's it was, a good week to be a Spartan, that's right. for sure. And there's more. I've talked to some of the players, and I, I mentioned. I said, "Oh, you know, CBS Sports is prognosticating you to get into the Capital One Bowl." They said, "No, we're thinking about getting to the Rose cool. Bowl. Like they want to go talk. to the BCS. They want to get there." So, and Ryan and I were talking. I mean, you know, <laughs> Wisconsin, the, the BCS has a, a propensity to pick Wisconsin for the Rose Bowl or for other BCS games because they can pick too. So if Ohio State, even if Ohio State somehow makes to the national championship game, Michigan State might have only two losses, and and so would Wisconsin, and we could get uh, put left out there. So the only way Michigan State can ensure itself to make it to the Rose Bowl is to go to the Big Ten championship game and to defeat the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we talked earlier; I will not be attending that game. Yeah, Ryan, <laughs> two terrible experience. Ryan and I Luke, were there. Lucas Oil. We went for the for the Sweet Sixteen basketball game when Michigan State played Duke here a few months ago, and Ryan that was, was our there. First mistake when we yeah. found out they were playing Duke. Uh, I know. Just, so I'm with him, but we will enjoy the Big Ten championship game if we can make it. And so I'm not going to say go Wolverines, but it, it wouldn't be bad if the Wolverines defeat Nebraska. We're, we're rooting for Michigan this yeah, week. Yeah, just think. go win. But uh, you know, like I, I don't like Michigan, so if Nebraska, feel free to go whoop them. So you want, you want to be holding that head-to-head tiebreaker, though. That's the best thing yeah, that can happen. Cause most definitely. If Nebraska loses, then that really gives Michigan State some breathing room. Because if you do end up losing. Two more games. Well, we beat Michigan, so you're still headed to Indy. I know that was great, and five out of six over the Wolverines for the Spartans. I mean, this this feels good. And basketball season starting. Ryan and I are going to be at the game, working the game tomorrow. McNeese so, State. yeah, we're, and uh, you know, Michigan State basketball is going to play Kentucky on the 12th of November. So it's it's a good time to be a Spartan. Definitely. I mean, this is this is why I came to the school to do sports here. So it's happening. So uh, uh, so b- before we wrap up uh, episode 10, before I say goodbye and play us out of here, Ryan, anything, any last parting words? you'd like to add here no thanks for listening and we're having fun and enjoying every second of this all right i i concur and second that emotion so uh for ryan smith my name is dan crier you just listened to episode 10 of walk the line here at impact 89 fm and uh, i'm gonna play this out of here so everybody have a good week and we will see you later Dan and Ryan, you just listen to Walk the Line, and I'm going to have to say peace. Take care, everybody. See you later.